Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the 28th episode of The First Exchange with me, your host, Lydia Daydal. Uh, episode 28, how exciting. We have a little bit of a additional two people tonight. Um, we, I, I, I started on our social media, every time I'm on my way to the studio, I put up videos being like, uh, I have, you know, a tattoo artist in today. Can you guess who it is? And today I was like, I have two professional boxers in. Can you guess who it is? And so many people got it right. I've just checked my messages. Um, I had the absolutely hilarious Tyrone McKenna and Tyrone McCullough in the studio with me tonight. Uh, two professional boxers, uh, both signed to MTK Global, um, both fighting for uh, a million pound contract in two weeks. Um, and it's going to be live on Sky Sports. So if you know anything about boxing, combat sports, you will kind of have known the guys and followed their journey because this is like something that's super exciting, you know, uh, a million pound contract and the way that it's kind of played out, you don't know who you're going to fight. It's sort of like uh, you kind of find out closer to the date who you're going to fight. Is such a, a new and exciting kind of concept. So a lot of people are kind of uh, focused on it and, and keeping their eyes on it to see who's going to, you know, be the ultimate champion. Um, so it was really great to have the two guys come in. Uh, Tyrone McKenna, obviously from Belfast. Tyrone McCullough from Derry. Um, but they're both living uh, in Dublin and they're both training under uh, coach Pete Taylor. Um, so it was just super great to get them in. I've interviewed them before for Fight Connect TV, um, but it was always, you know, quick interview after fighting or in fight camps. So it was only a couple of minutes. Really great to get them both sitting in, talking about life, you know, funny stories, uh, how they got started in this journey, turning professional um, and kind of just a little bit about like where their minds at. So it was really, really uh, great to get them in. Um, before I let you listen to the episode quick thank you so much to everyone who is continuing to message share the podcast spreading the love really can't thank you all enough it means so much I'm so passionate about the the podcast and you know uh, its growth and what can be achieved with it Um, we've so many plans in the future that we want to 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 do to to build um, on the podcast so we can't do that without your help sharing sending um the, the podcast to friends um subscribing to it leaving reviews liking us on social media so thank you very 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 much i really do mean it thank you so much um so without further ado sit back and enjoy the 28th episode of the first exchange with tyrone mckenna and tyrone mccullough the two tyrones Welcome. What's happening? Thank Thanks. you very much for coming in. I'm delighted. Thanks for having us. Double trouble this week. Oh, I don't usually have two guests. <laughs> What's going on? So, training today? 
I, I done a, a light session. I had a 11 round spar yesterday, so I was a bit tired and Flipping just hell. done a, a, light, a light run. Who did you spar yesterday? Uh, Miles Casey and James Power. Oh, very good. 11 round straight with him, so it was tough going. I like James. Good uh, he's, he's so, so friendly. So he has, yeah. he's always smiling as well. Ah, uh, he is, yeah. Young cork boy. Uh, uh, what about then, yourself, Tyrone? You trained today? Well, I had a sprint session in the morning, then a wee rest, a wee break. And then a spar with Paddy Donovan. Oh, yeah. We were talking about Paddy. Yeah, like, very I'm talented, talented kid. Very talented. I think a lot of people would have, if they weren't really kind of too in on boxing or keeping their eye on the pulse, they would have gotten to know Paddy when he started working with Andy Lee. I yeah. think that was a big I thing mean, where I a lot of people took I think he's top rank now. He's right? a top uh, rank, yeah. Like, I mean, even to get that at the start of your career is, is something... That most boxers wouldn't get so absolutely shows you the talent he is he's quite young as well isn't he he's, he's like 21 yeah flipping hell yeah. can't even really? i won't be able to tell you what i was doing at 21 <laughs> certainly wasn't chasing the pro boxing career anyway um for the the benefit of our listeners like it's we have two tyrones yeah and tyrone number <laughs> Pick one your favorite uh tyrone mckenna speaks so they recognize your Hello, voice what's happening that's type ty- tall tyrone and then <laughs> Look Smart. who here <laughs> <laughs> Tyrone McCullough, say hello to everyone so they recognise you. Hello, what's happening? <laughs> I, think we, I think we sound very similar as well. You do. It's so hard to distinguish. It <laughs> must be because you spend so much time with each other. Annie jokes is Tyrone McKenna. <laughs> and Annie born content is Tyrone McCullough. Um, well, obviously, we want to talk about boxing, but let's talk about your, your friendship. That's the most iconic part uh, for me, I think. Uh, when did you guys first meet each other? I see. Uh, I'll let Tyrone tell us. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favourite story. <laughs> when did we meet? When did the lovers meet? Um, <laughs> so, we're 14, and uh, I was I was known around the, the circuit of boxing. I, had, I was three-time Irish champion. I, I won everything. Yeah. I thought I was a god of boxing. Yeah. I thought I was it. Unbelievable. So I turn up the Ulster scene or Ulster Championships. And this one guy has entered my weight, T McCulloch. McCulloch, sorry. He has been called McCulloch. <laughs> and uh, and he, he entered and I was like, who's that, T McCulloch? And we're like, oh, he, he's some idiot uh, and won much stuff. And he's actually called Tyrone. I was like, no chance he's not called Tyrone. I found out he was called Tyrone. But jumped in the ring, had all the fleshiest gear on, thought it was it. I'm going to batter this, this wee novice. I looked across the ring, he's wearing these ugly green vest, red shorts, <laughs> a pair of trainers, and a big, like, ugly headguard. And I went, oh, this poor kid's going to get hurt. What, uh, what are his coaches letting him in for a, a, a three-time Irish champion? I jump in, expecting to batter him, and uh, I got beat 7-4. Seven, seven <laughs> and I couldn't believe, he was like, my, my friends were shouting, Tyrone, body shot, and he was looking out the ring and throwing a body shot, and I was like, it's my fucking friends, not yours. <laughs> and, uh, so after that, I still hated him, and I, well, I hated him for a couple of years, and um, then we went to Four Nations, the guy was, was, weren't the same weight anymore, both were Irish champions, we both went over to Scotland, and I had to share a room with them, and... And another guy called Peter Brady. And one day I came back to the room. The bed was covered in coffee and it said Peter B on it. And I went, fuck me, where's Peter Brady? Where's Peter Brady? Going metal for ages. And he was in the corner. He didn't have any mates because no one knew him because he only freshly came on the team. Yeah. 
so he didn't really have friends or nothing. He was just going about pranking everyone by himself for his own. own. For his own. For his own humor. And I was going, fuck him on. Where's, where's Peter Brady? Where's Peter Brady? Hunt him down. He's laughing his head off. Found out it was him and had to respect it and, and, and started, uh, started liking it. And then next thing we just started messing about everyone and wrecking the, the Irish team as much as we could. I mean, the photographs that you've posted along the way of that time when you mm. guys are so young, like it's, Looking back now, I mean, you're still young, but it's just like... Oh, we're eat babies. We can't even... Well, how old are you, Tyrone? I'm McKenna? 29. And Tyrone? I'm 24. 24, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're not, are 20, you? 29 as well. Yeah, so like, I mean, it's a long time. Like, you basically grew up together, yeah. both of oh. you. There's actually a direct correlation from when I met McKenna <laughs> and the time my life started going downhill. <laughs> <laughs> Been bad news from day one. So yeah. As no. we as we good yeah, got good grades in school, quiet, didn't get in no trouble, and then I met him and things went downhill. But it, it's 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 quite um well like it's not strange because obviously you you've got the same job, career, I suppose, mm. so there's obviously a lot of common traits in it. But to then obviously go on and to both sign for MTK, to both kind of yeah. be on the same circuit for so long, like well, there's a lot too, too much similarities. Like even we're called Tyrone Makel as well no second names no Uh, way it's very weird both left handed Mm. both left handed when is your birthday Tyrone McKenna mine's a third of third and 80 his is a name for the ninth and 80 actually a lot lot of weirdness going on Jennifer you're March Uh, Pisces uh, and you're September Virgo yeah boom it's it's weird you know the Oh, you listen. <laughs> there, there could be a separate star sign document <laughs> podcast off this. I'm obsessed. Um, that is crazy. Yeah, That's so, really crazy. So now we're going to be winning the golden contract with there. So well, this exciting. is the thing. Obviously, is it two weeks out now? Yeah, yep. two weeks tomorrow. Two weeks out from the golden contract, which is like an incredible. Mm. Well, one an achievement for both of you to get this far. Are we both at the same stage? Semi-finals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both semi-finals. Um, and then the prize is like a million pound contract. Yeah, well, I hope it's a million pound, but I think it's <laughs> dollars anyway. But, uh, you know, it's... it's That's life a life-changing uh, life life change of money. So even the even the kind of money you're getting for the fates and progress, like getting to the final, you're doubling your money again. So, um, yeah, it's just, we're just buzzing. Um, the, the, the talent that's in it at the very start... When you would have a, a hard time, and it'll, it'll, it'll be it'll be tough to get to the final. But we seem to be flam. We're, we're both winning. We're both looking like the best that we've ever boxed. We're we're so focused, mm-hmm. and um, just to get that that uh, life change of money and that uh, contract at the end is, is something special. Absolutely, because it's kind of a thing, right? Isn't it that like to do what you guys do, you can't do it for money. Because, no. you know, it, there's too much that goes into it. And you have to be so in love with I what you do. I always say before, say before Annie fights. Yeah. I always say in the room, I'd give all my purse away just to get the win. Like, I'd gladly give away. There'd be someone rubbing their hands there going, know. like, get that <laughs> get on. on the But always, they always just, it's not even about the money ever. It's just about winning. Uh, is it about winning? Always. I always don't, I don't know if it is or it isn't. Yeah. But then when I'm about to fight, I do know it's just about winning. <laughs> Talk me through that feeling. I just, I'd give anything to get the win. I, I wouldn't, I don't care about the money. I'm not thinking about the money. I'm not thinking, oh, what am I going to spend that on? I'm just yeah. thinking about I need to go out in front of these thousands of people and win. Mm. And I'd give anything for it. Can you compare the thoughts that you have in those moments to anything else? No. 
no, that's, I don't know, it's just a weird feeling, the whole whole week is a weird feeling, mm. um, leading up to it, and, like, even even in camp, you just be so focused on one person, and mm. thinking of going to bed, thinking about him, and, and and going out runs and during training 24 7 you're just yeah. thinking about this one person and then uh, finally you're going to be feeding them that feeling doesn't leave until you're actually like maybe walking out or in the ring mm. and then the bell goes it's weird that you're you're panicking or worried right up until when you actually should be worried when someone's throwing oh. punches at your face mm. but but you're not worried about that yes i love that i love that um and and for you to say that in those moments that you are worried yeah. and you are concerned in some way or that there is, I imagine, an element of fear as well, is there for both yeah. of you, like when you're walking out or up until that point? I, well, anyone that says, you know, they're not not scared, but they don't get nervous or stuff like that, they have to be lying because many times I've been in the changing room fuck, with the gloves on looking, thinking, what am I doing here, you know? Yeah. I, I could be in an office. Yeah. Like in you could be having points of Guinness uh, now. Uh, but then, leaving your nine to five. I know. <laughs> and you're like, fuck, there has to be an easier way. But yeah. then when you're walking out and everyone's cheering you on, you get the one, there's, there's no other feeling like it. Like, it's unbelievable. And you think, no, it's all it's all worth it. Do you get that point? Is it always the same for you? Is it always at the walkout? Or do you get it at different points? Uh, it's... Well, it's m- most of the time when you get the one, yeah. <laughs> obviously, but nah, as Throne says, like the second you jump in the ring is when you should be nervous, it just goes because you're so focused and concentrating on the fight. Yeah. Do you ever feel, um, not sorry wouldn't be the word, but do you ever f- kind of sit, think, when you think of people who don't fight or who've never tested themselves in that way, do you ever kind of go like, oh, you don't know what you're missing, you don't know what your body mm. is actually capable of? Uh not really, no, because <laughs> they don't understand what goes on behind the scenes as well. Like, they probably just think it's training twice a day and yeah. getting on and fighting, but there's a lot more to it. There's missing your family, your friends, mm. dieting, everything. You know, it's it's a, it's a complete nightmare, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, it's it's worth it if you get the one. But I, th- I can't see how people wake up with no goals. Like, I, I th- well, this is kind of where I'm going with that yeah. question, in that when you are as you are professional boxers mm. you was I saying about this five minutes ago it really <laughs> there you go we're <laughs> seeing uh it's kind of like a cyclical thing right where like you know say on average how many times a year would a, would a, a yeah. boxer fight like well three three or four three or four uh, times so you're in that cycle of starting fight camp mm. in the middle of fight camp fight recovery take a week off or whatever back into it what's next yeah. and you're constantly with these goals that are like helping you develop as a human I suppose yeah. and as a boxer and to have then the opposite of that of someone who kind of just has a nine-to-five job yeah. but not to say that someone that has a nine-to-five job doesn't have goals or wants to achieve stuff but some people don't know what they want to do in life or yeah. don't know how to go about setting goals in place like some people wake up in the morning and are like fuck I hate my life I hate my job yeah. don't want to do this when is a Friday and when can I have so 10 I've points I've always been scared of it I've always, like been... <laughs> 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 I've always been scared of like meteorology just having a normal life like yeah. going I, I was in we were in boots just before we came here and yeah. and uh, I was just looking at people on the and going I hate the VR. Like, hope just... there's no people from boots <laughs> <laughs> listening to this not, not boots in general I just mean like I've had a normal job <laughs> 95 going to yeah. like I said not like I've got a great education I wouldn't have a great job I know I yeah. wouldn't yeah. Um, the jobs I had before weren't great so 
just having to wake up every day and knowing that's that's what I'm going to be doing daily and there's no something to look forward to or a big glorious night that you have Mm. like in boxing or even or even um having a job but having something outside of it yeah, yeah, of that course. you can be like rationalise and go I'm only here to get money yeah you have, and to, then, yeah, you have to be passionate, passionate about something I mean yeah. some boxers still have jobs as well but they're patients they're boxing they're hoping that'll mm. that'll start start earning wage so they can, they can leave the job but I think you always need to have a patient or, or you're going to live a very boring yeah, life absolutely um, can you remember Tyrone the moment where you kind of said I want to be a professional boxer. Like this is not just like a hobby or a sport. This is now going to be a career. Yeah, well, not necessarily professional. Uh, I don't know, big aspirations of turning pro until about four or five years ago. Yeah. But I always knew, even as a, as a teenager, 13, 14, that boxing is what I wanted to do. And I always sort of believed that I would make something of it. Like uh, like I knew some of the results I was getting that I could, I could go far. And then when I was 17, you know, just got back in the school after doing my A-levels and I was um, smart enough like I could have got decent enough A-levels but uh, smart enough he got like all A's in his <laughs> did you really don't <laughs> be modest and your hype man over here in the corner <laughs> yep and then I got offered a chance to train full time down with the Irish team yeah uh, the Irish senior team was just like fucking right any chance <laughs> to get out of school and then that was that from then on so it was so at that time are you you already on the Irish team Tyrone are you following afterwards were you on at the same time we joined at the same time but he stayed longer I lived the party lifestyle for a while you won (laughs) so at that time who else is in the Irish squad we've um, Tommy uh, McCarthy was in Paddy Barnes uh, was Mick Conlon with us at the time not at that stage he was a year or two younger than us Uh, just Carr Davy Alvarez as well uh, like Going through the junior ranks, it always would have been me, him, and Tommy hang, hanging out with each other. Yeah. And obviously, he says he fell off the scene for a year or two, maybe. But so then, when it came <laughs> to the senior team, it was me and Tommy mostly. Yeah. And then we met all the lads there, Patty, Frampton, and that, and became good with him. Mm. Became good mates with him. It's really cool the way, like, obviously, now with Carl, especially, like, he's also signed to MTK. Is Tommy signed to MTK? He was, but not no more. Not no more. But you're obviously training together with him, with with Pete Taylor out in uh, Body Fairmouth. So, like, it kind of seems like you all kind of, like, drifted back to each other in some way. It's pretty special, you know? I was saying that, though, when we first joined, Pete, Tommy was leaving us back up up the road up the north. And uh, it's like, it's insane, you know. 10 years ago we were making this journey to Gyar and now we're, yeah. we're, we're back to where we started. Yeah. What are some of your favourite memories from that time? Uh, <laughs> Please Tom, don't get me taken off the bleeding Tommy air here. I'll be happy with the story but uh, <laughs> we, we, me and him used to room together yeah. and Tommy McCarthy used to room with a guy from Dublin Bernard Rowe you call him. Yeah. And um, they were in the room next to us and we, we walked in the room about 10 o'clock at, at night and um, Tyrone had no socks on he was able to Left their card key. You had no what? Socks on. Oh, socks. So Christ. he was able to lift their card key for the room <laughs> with his toes. And, and he walked out to the next room and he said, Here, I've got their key. And we waited, we waited about three in the morning. <laughs> and uh, we filled this big bucket up with a load of shit, like shampoo and, and I don't know, dirt and all this, all this disgusting stuff in it. And then grabbed the fire extinguisher. And I would burst in at three in the morning, spray them all like all over because it was all this powder everywhere. And I threw the bucket of water over him, ran back in the room and giggles and laughter. And 
the next day we walked about Dublin the whole because we were scared Tommy's going mental and we were scared so we, we left Griffith College Griffith Griffith College of Christchurch yeah. so we left, left there we said right we'll just walk about we about Dublin all night and then we got back to back to the camp at about 7am that's where, when our training was and we're waiting there we're all laying up at the at the we're, we're at the rings really, and um, yeah. we're waiting there and no, t- no sign of Tommy McCarvey no sign of Bernard Rowe we're, we're all like it's a world team we're all going to the worlds and we're all waiting there and waiting where me and Trunjali and are like where, where are these two and they must have rolled in the in the white <laughs> the white dust they came in covered in the white and a coffin someone tried to murder us last night <laughs> attempted murder they knew who it was but they said they wouldn't say no names oh it was attempted murder get the CCTV we want to know who it is all this shit and we were like fuck and then Jim Moore was like right whoever it was is getting chucked off the team he's not going to the world and we are like fuck's sake we are panicking but uh I said Tommy was going home and I said Trump I'm way home and I jumped on the, the bus and he said I said you may own up yourself so he walked up to Jim Moore and he was like look it was me and Trump McKenna and he went no lads who was it really who was it really? he loved us proper loved us he's like no it was us and he was like oh fuck's sake and uh, he didn't chuck us off he, he, he loved us too much no way uh, well, can I go back to the start of that story what what has your feet got to do with it no I was able to lift their yard key with me with me bare feet his room key the room key oh the room key yeah what do you mean like from where oh, from just the, floor, the floor but I didn't want to make it obvious so I was just grabbed it with me fucking pocket oh it <laughs> Uh, right, I was like, to all the way, I was like, somewhere Tyrone's yeah. foot comes back into this. There's another time where uh, we just joined our, the senior team. Yeah. And me and him wrecked the place, like, toothpaste, uh, car frapping shoes, toothpaste, other shoes, wreck, uh, I think it threw water over Kenny Egan as well, uh. didn't it? And he went metal. Uh, he, Kenny Egan didn't, but he came a couple of days later, <laughs> and we were above the door, and I opened the window, poured a bottle of water over him. I went, I'm going to strangle you. And I said, <laughs> fuck you. Tommy McCarvey's going to batter you. And uh, everyone hated us in the team. I mean, the whole team hated us. And we just kept on doing more and more stuff. And uh, Eric Donovan actually came up to us and was like, lads, everyone fucking hates you. They're away, they're Eric away, Donovan, they're, how they're, mean. They're away to the cinema and they didn't invite you. And they said, there's a reason for it. And if you get it with me, you're in with a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we said, we don't care. We don't want anyone to be our friends. We'll make our own crack. But uh, everyone, after about a month or two, just started getting the nose and, and realizing we're just maniacs. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what they have to deal with. And they started getting us back and stuff as well. Like, I can just imagine, like, the chaos of those days with, like, all of you. Like, and especially, like, fighters as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, young... <clears throat> testosterone fighters and they messing were, they were older than us and we were just we kids I'd just, say they were like get them out of here I'd say right, they were like, get rid the, of them there was another time Paddy Barnes properly stitched me up so there was <laughs> I just won my first my first Irish senior and uh, we were going away to this trip in Turkey a multi-nation and we'd heard bad bad reports about it like it was just awful and uh, Paddy says fuck that I'm not going that just just Paddy being Paddy I couldn't be bored to go on that trip pulled some flu or something and I was like fuck I'd love to I'd love to get out of that trip as well I should have wanted to go as my first <laughs> senior away trip but uh, it was I don't know what day it was but we were out it was St Paddy's Day in Dublin and we were uh, we all went out for it and had a, had a few beer came back to Griffith College slept there for some reason I woke up covered in 
covered in green, you know, just green, white, and orange, everywhere, big green top hat. And uh, it says, they Patty, Mom will go to shop. I was hungover as fuck. <laughs> so I went to the shop and had our food or whatever they Paddy goes here to him, hold that two seconds, give me give me his chicken wings and his juice. And I just seen him bolting out of the shop. I was like, what what the fuck's he doing? Turn around, Bully Walsh just standing looking at me. Still dressed, still dressed like leprechaun the day after some Paddy's day, stinking a drink. Got free off a trip anyway. So <laughs> Did you? And Billy Walsh, for anyone that doesn't know, was that was that with the coach at the time? Uh, was he the coach? Uh, yeah, the head coach. Yeah. So that was a good first impression. <laughs> really good. So you got fired off. It was um, a, it was a lasting impression because Billy Walsh does not like. <laughs> never liked me since. Have you seen Have you seen him since? Obviously, you ran into him last time. I went away to Europeans not then and a few other competitions with him, but he never really clicked. <laughs> never really clicked since then. <laughs> uh, Billy, if you'd like to come in there, please. <laughs> but Paddy, Paddy could have just said to me, "Turn, we gotta go." Where's Billy Walsh? But instead, yeah. he made me hold his foot and ran himself. <laughs> he wants to look like a man. Paddy, you rat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dog eat dog word. Although I have to say, for the for the you know, he's not here to defend himself, well, so we, I we can have confirm to confirm that definitely happened. Paddy, Paddy laughs about it. Paddy loves the story. <laughs> um, so then, talk me through. Obviously, um, when was it that you both signed uh, your professional contracts? So uh, I was, was it the same time as no, well? He went pro before me. Uh, so as fed up as I said, I went through a partying phase. Yeah, and I got fed up and I went. Can we talk about that little phase for a moment? It's just, uh, I think I got beat by Carl Frampton in the seniors. Mm. And after that, I just said, fuck it. And started drinking a lot. And was, yeah. A lot of just going to house parties and, and going out and meeting girls and just doing the things you do when you're 18, 19. Ah. And I think it, it took a toll on boxing. I still was trying to box, but I wasn't getting getting anywhere. Yeah. And then I just, I just threw, up a, threw up a head with boxing just... Started uh, getting, I got a job and stuff. And so you say it was um, the loss to Carl Frampton. Like, trying, I'm trying to understand, like, what's the mindset? Hmm. Or is it the ego? Are you feeling like, was, you know... I was never anything like that. I was just drinking, just started taking the forefront of, of everything. Like, I was missing yeah. training, just going drinking. And, and, and it's easy to do, though, It is easy it? to do. It's very yeah. easy to do. And it's, it's fun. It's mm. training. Especially like, at that age. Yeah, it was like, I was boxing since I was eight. And... Yeah. Every day I was just doing that and it was off it like it wasn't drinking or nothing and then I got the eighteen and just said that's mm. this is a much better than boxing but it only lasts away and you start getting depressed about it and, and wanting to get back training and, um Where is the depression? Where does it lie? Is it like being hung over after the weekend just, and uh, you just you know you're good boxing, you know you're talented and and you're just wasting your life, uh, yeah. doing the same thing every day, going to work, getting the wage, spending on drink going to work hungover spending on drink mm. just doing that every day and, and just get fed up with it was there anyone at that time that kind of pulled you aside and was like here nah. like you're talented you, what I are you doing know, or... Tommy McCarthy was really worried about me at one stage uh, he used to phone me up and say stop drinking you're drinking every day and really? uh, yeah and, um, and then he was just saying get back to boxing and stuff but I think I don't know I just uh, just myself wanted to really give maybe Pro boxing to go. I seen mm. Carl Frampton turn pro to town, and I seen he was doing really well. And um, I thought I might as well get back into it, and I moved over to America. And oh, I didn't know you went to America. Yeah, started start pro pro career over in America. Um, where did you train over there? So I started in New Jersey. Um, but but just before I went, I was I was going over to live mm. and to the the box 
but just before it went, uh, my girlfriend fell pregnant, or fell pregnant, she didn't get sick. (laughs) 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 But she she got pregnant. (laughs) She should have used protection. But, uh, (laughs) but so, so. How old are you at this time when you're? 21, I think. Ah, okay, yeah. So. Young enough. So, um, I went over there and, and because it was was all paid for and everything was already paid for. So, I went over, signed a pro contract and had my first pro fight. Came home and said, you know what, I've got, I've got a kid. Mm. Actually, I had, um, no, it was another year. (laughs) (laughs) I I had a kid and um, I just said, you know what, let's get a job. Got a job. Forgot about boxing again and um, started trying to prepare for the job or for the baby. And then I had another baby. And while I was working, just randomly, uh, some guy from London phoned me up and said, just still want to be a professional boxer. Mm. Uh, I'll fund everything. I'll give you a monthly wage. I'll send you back over to America and Philadelphia. I'll pay for your housing over all that because I know you're good. So, uh, I was in work at this time. I just I was call center, took off my earphones, walked straight out mid mid shift. Said I'm never going back. I was depressed. Hated that job. <laughs> and um, and then went to America. That's like a movie moment. It was a movie moment that felt good. Then up. one of the lads rings you. So that was only me messing. <laughs> <laughs> You're not coming back uh, into work. Sorry, sorry about that. But Mar- America wasn't good. It, really good. it was stopping the start. It was getting good, a good wage every month. Yeah. But then his his money dried up. He got a, he actually got arrested. He was London money. He was like a accountant. Jesus. Mad things. I don't know what he's done from <laughs> London. But uh, so he got, he got put in jail. And uh, <laughs> then it dried up and, and the fades dried up and I was I was like, right, I'm going to have to retire. Yeah. So I got on to my mate Belfast and uh, he said, look, I can get you a spar with Darry Matthews over in MTK gym. Mm. Um, maybe if you look good over there, you can you can get same by MTK. Yeah. And uh, I had no money. I that broke. Uh, I was right after Christmas and I had zero money and I said, right, this is my big chance. So I sold my Xbox sold all the games, sold my jewellery, sold everything, tablets, everything that I had, I sold. Made the flight, about 100 quid or something, to go over to, to Marbella. And um, and then I had to spar. I actually had to go around the whole gym and ask for a head guard, a ba- boxing gloves. No I, way. I had nothing, I didn't know, a gumsy link, I bought a gumsy lover. Really, and, yeah. Uh, got in sparred Darry Matthews and he, he, my life depended on it, so he knows. I bothered him. I had to bother him <laughs> to get signed, <laughs> and I uh, boxed really, really good, and um, got signed there now. Wow! Uh, uh, that uh, that was that week that you went uh, over. No way. And I, ended, I was only supposed to go for a week. I ended up there for I don't know, three months. <laughs> Mrs. wasn't happy. I was just, well. I, I was another. I was just about to ask. You know, in all that time that like this has gone on, like obviously you're just after having like two mm. two babies. Um, like how is that? Because it's very interesting. Because obviously not only am I doing the podcast, but I'm doing Fight Connect TV as mm. well. And there's so many, the majority of people that I'm interviewing and that I'm around are men, you know, mm. like as opposed to like women. Um, and a lot of them are like in marriages or long-term relationships, have kids. And I'm mm. always like, God, like when I look at like my life <laughs> and like, I'm like, sorry, I'm not free this again and again. Sorry, I'm working, I'm in Belfast. And it's like, 
like you know are you ever going to be around you know so <laughs> like is it like that for you you obviously have to get someone that's massively understanding that like this is <laughs> she is massively understanding <laughs> thank god but she trapped her, <laughs> her <laughs> she's no choice but, uh, see at the start she was going mental to be honest she was as over in america and she had a, a newborn and, and a 11 month old baby yeah. And her head was wrecked. Yeah, she was going. Yeah, she definitely had a worse time than me. Like absolutely, because I mean, uh, there's 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 women who have husbands that are just like in a nine to five, mm. and they can't cope yeah. when they're just gone to work. I was going. You know for what I mean? You're gone months. to America. Yeah. So she was really, really having it tight then. Mm. But um, I mean, she, we worked through it, and, and it's, yeah. she's, she's a legend. Are you still um, together now? Yeah. I mean, how long is that? Like ten years? Since maybe? Was seventeen. So. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Are you engaged? Are you engaged? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you are. Yeah. Oh, okay, I was gonna give so, you some grief there. Because <laughs> do you have a day plan for the wedding? No. All right. Well, marry an invite for you me, Tyrone McKenna. Okay. <laughs> Golden contract made 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 start. <laughs> there you that. go. Yeah, that well, that would be very I mean, nice. She, did, she funded. She's funded my whole since I was seventeen. Yeah. She's, been, she's always had a job now. She used to have two bank cards and I used to have one. And just used to spend their money and try and pay her back when I could, but. They don't back. make them like that anymore, it's I'll very, tell you that much. It's very rare that a good pair back. Um, but yeah, she's, she's a legend. Amazing. Tyrone McCullough, your story, talk to me through your professional journey. How did you end up getting a pro contract? Um, they just looked at me and said, I want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like I said earlier, I didn't really have much aspirations to turn in pro. Um, I actually nearly packed it on myself. I fought a lad four times. His name's Ryan Lumberg. Don't know if you've ever heard of him. He, yeah. was, he was pretty big, big, about 10, 12 years ago, maybe. Uh, really, really good. Fought him three times in Ulster Senior Final. I've never fought in Ulster Senior. And uh, first two times we fought was, first time he beat me, he's in us. Second time was close enough, I thought I won. And then the third time we fought was, uh, I thought I won easy enough and he, he beat me in a count back it was free each and went to a count back and he won and then the Irish seniors were just a couple of weeks afterwards or once he beat me and I was like nah I'm done boxing that's it I'm done my coach begged me he says Tyrone you've done all this and they're only two weeks away just give it if you get beaten in the knees you know you can pack it on mm. so I was right fuck it and I met him again in the Irish senior semi-final and <laughs> I actually thought he won that time he uh but I won quite easy, but it was six each, and I beat him and back in. And then I went on the one night of seniors, and then I got a bronze in the Europeans. And, and then he's minted. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was that close to giving it up. Like it was six each in the in the semi final, and I got the nod and coin back. But then uh, as things progressed, when I was senior, few other, few decisions started going on my way. Like there was box offs for the world championships, yeah, world senior championships, Olympic qualifier. I won the box offs. And they sent a lot of beating in the semi-finals. I was like, what, what's that about? A few other decisions didn't go my way. My grant got cut when it shouldn't have. So I was like, right, I'm done here. But everyone kept saying, ah, you know, your your style won't suit the professional game. You're too mm. negative. It, it won't suit you. But I thought, well, I don't want to give up boxing just yet. What do yet. they mean by you're too negative? Just um, like I'm a counterpuncher and keep moving and moving and moving. Okay. Still sort of box the same way, but everyone says, you know, I won't, I won't cut it in the pros. But I uh, didn't want to give up boxing and... Mm turned over and signed with MTK thankfully enough just about two fights in and since then you know my career just went from strength to strength mm -hmm. they got me big fights and now they've got me in the golden contract and I'm going to win it yes mm. amazing yeah like I mean it's just such like 
when you win both of you win the contracts people will go like you know god it's so easy fuck mm. a million pound contract but they just don't recognise or realise how long of a journey yeah. has been oh, and it's, and it's it has funny, gone like, on you uh, know right how close both of us came to giving it up you know I was mm. like I say one point away from giving it up and yeah. he'd more or less give it up at a stage and here we are but you could could either of you imagine like forget about the, the million pound contract could you either of you imagine um, having to do something else I, I definitely know he couldn't he couldn't uh, I've had about it, 16 jobs he and couldn't I've lasted a month on each one of it are you getting fired or are you just like I can't go back both all over the place just, yeah just, I'm just so bad at working do you know what though it's like it's so important to say that because um I even remember for myself, like when I was growing up and, you know, I would get to a certain point in like a job, maybe like six months to a year, year and a half. And I just physically feel ill Mm. waking up. And I knew that it wasn't anything to do with like a work ethic. I knew that I like was passionate to do stuff, Mm. but I just didn't know what it was that I wanted to do yet. I've always said if boxing didn't go well, I I couldn't do a real job. I could have to do like, Mm. I don't know. Chasing does the dream that up, always. Does that up the ante a little bit for you where you're like, I have no uh, choice now, this has to work. Like I have to get this contract. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You have to. Like um I can't I, I know I can't do the job. I, mm. it's either less or on the door. It's, it's well, yeah. we've got a few get rich quick schemes, uh, we do, so we, we do, do backup plans. We, we, in case boxing. I think in my notes it's called the millionaire. <laughs> Million dollar ideas. I'm all, We've got them wrote down <laughs> in our phones. I don't know if we want it. I, just to add, the two Tyrones actually live together in Dublin Monday <laughs> to Friday and then they go home on the weekends. So is this what's going on after training uh, when you're like on the couch at home? That's something that we will look into. Okay. Uh, can we talk about them? Have they been copyrighted yet? Oh. I mean, I don't want anyone to steal your ideas here, right? Well, let, me, let me have a look at them. Maybe I should use my phones there. Uh, shocker. I know. That's uh, something, that, a charger maybe a charger <laughs> did, you, did your phone get stolen or did you lose your uh, phone a couple yeah. weeks ago do you know what happened we were in the sauna and uh, I walked out early I hate saunas and stuff so yeah. I walked out early and um, I put go in the sauna was uh, it jacuzzi jacuzzi <laughs> I uh, put my phone because there was some guy in front of my like a uh, locker yeah and I put my phone down to walk over and then get a blah blah and turned around and the person that was st- they're getting changed right beside my phone had lifted it no I knew, I knew way. I knew 100% it was him because I seen him Sammy put it in his bag and I went that's my phone Nick <gasps> you could have like I'm out he'll tell you I have really bad eyesight <sighs> so I was like was that my phone I was like I don't know so I checked around I was like my phone's not here and I definitely came in with it and I was like here lads did you see on my phone about it and he's like oh what is it and I said uh, Samsung and he whipped out his iPhone and he said nah I just have this one and I went, all right. Why about your bag? Uh, and there's no signal in in where in we were rooms. in the change rooms. So I was like, "Sure, can you check your bag?" And he's like, he zipped on zipped one part of his bag. And he's like, "Snap an arm yet?" I was like, "Right, okay." And I was just staring. I'm going, "It's definitely her." And uh, he put he put it in his, his locker, and, and I said, "Here, phone nothing, no signal, no signal." I was like, "Right, okay." So I went upstairs, and um, he was read. Your man was raising it. I was staring at him. He's like, I'm cunt, think. Oh, sorry. And then guys, then guys, I think I stole her phone. I knew he was thinking that. So we waited up the coffee shop, waited for like the signals, no two ticks. Yeah. And we went, right, he's out, he's out. <laughs> so we rang and he answered me, lads, 
I did steal your phone. I'm sorry. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't think it did. And he's like, I know you use your boxers. I was like, them boxers think I stole your phone. And uh, he no ended up with it. He was like, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it in the, 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 the barbers. There's a barbers there. He's like, I'll leave it in the barbers. I work in the barbers. I um, was very sorry. And only emailed me on, on Instagram and stuff. It, it Are you shitting <laughs> me? Uh, he just put it in his bag accidentally. Like, you I, know, he didn't. It was, he just seen the phone and thought it was his own and put it in the bag. I, do, we, do we genuinely think he was uh, being genuine? Oh, yeah, because okay, okay, I've seen okay. it. I had it done the same like you're, you're packing up all your stuff and you've seen the phone fair enough that's fair enough yeah uh, I was like uh, he's, he, that's why I was like I uh, didn't want to uh, empty your bag <laughs> and you generally fair play to you fair play to you Tyrone because a lot of people would have been uh, like they'd have him up by the scruff or be uh, like give me that fucking I knew, phone I knew it was accidental that's what I said to the, the person in the lobby I was like look there may be someone handling the phone here he accidentally lifted it but uh it's good Samaritan. Good Samaritan, yeah, that's good karma. That's was, good karma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that there's like, I was depressed. That's a great story. You're you hear it and you're like, Oh, I, I hate know. society, I hate people and then you're like, Oh, I love the universe and everyone in <laughs> I it. Was, yeah. I was buzzing. <laughs> um talk to me about uh the dares. <laughs> what the fuck? Have you see my tattoo? Well, this is what I was going to ask about tattoo. I'm trying to build it up, and then I'm going to take a picture of the tattoo, and I'm going to put it on our Instagram for everyone that's listening. How did the dare thing come about? Originate. Um, we're just... and before we get started, can I just say you look fantastic with a tan? <laughs> uh, I know the weather in Dublin's unreal here. So it does. How did this get started? Uh, we're just born in Scotland, weren't we? Yeah, we're we're and. Uh... MTK do you, do you know have you ever seen their takeovers yes they're brilliant yeah 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 I think they're about born so do you know? <laughs> <laughs> they, they were good at the start their contract's getting torn up <laughs> no they were they're good the at, they were good at the start but then they started getting repetitive and repetitive just uh, my name's such and such and this is my training session for the day and this is what I eat and he says it was our turn to do one we thought we need to do something different yeah so he says we'll do polls on Instagram and whoever the public vote has to do whatever the dare was and it was yeah. a spray tan which was a draw, people had to get a spray tan. It's ridiculous how much stuff was a draw. Like it's it's like NDK knew what was going on. <laughs> and then Scotland was Baltic, it was who has to walk about Glasgow in shorts and t shirts. He lost that. McKenna lost that. What was the other ones? That's not so bad. The spray tan is gas. The spray tan was brilliant. It was you, good. That was out. You, you actually kind of got away with it a little I bit. Don't I looked well. I thought I looked like an Oompa Loompa or something. You so. look like, I, you were like Miami Vice or something. Like, <laughs> 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 and then there was like, Worst. just like eating really, really. So we were blindfolded at eating this spicy food like us spicy chicken wings oh, and we yes. didn't know Paddy Barnes had opened a full bottle of how hot was that sauce uh. poured it all over and we didn't know because we were blindfolded and we're eating this going this is metal he's he's, he's started being sick no that was the other sauce uh, he, there, he actually there's did. a special sauce to do it's only about uh, it's an inch high and they says just dip your chip on that and yeah they said you probably don't want to do it it's is this Nando's are you in Nando's no no no, 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 no. no it's a very hot place right, okay. and uh, I thought I won't be that bad and stuck my chip in it and edit it and next thing I knew then all my hands and knees in the toilet thrown up <laughs> you're uh, kidding me it ruined my day what was, uh, was, was a bad, bad form the rest of the day but then <laughs> the last one was who has to he had to shave his eyebrows or I had to shave my head now have you and shaved then, your eyebrows with the tan uh, that's why it looks so bad yeah. no eyebrows with so, a spray tan 
how could that? I was ended up fifty fifty. That was a joke. But we're we're both meant to shave our head, and I says, Nah, I don't know. I'll look at it. I have my eyebrows shaved off about ten times before falling asleep at parties. So I said, I'll shave. I, I was smart. I said, I'll shave my eyebrows, and you can shave your head. And he thought he was getting a better deal. My eyebrows were back within about a week, so they I were terrible. So they. But did you? Did was just a, sh- a, a ring at the top uh, of your head? I'd had her for about a week. Here and the sides and stuff. <laughs> just a big Would you not have just shaved the whole <laughs> head off? Like the, having a bald spot <laughs> at the top is so much worse. Yeah, but it was the look. I was trying to get a new look on. Well, listen, That's a I, 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 I don't <laughs> think it take, took off. And then, how did the tattoo come about? So, we always have this thing. Oh, I'm better at you pulling, better at you bowling, blah blah. And uh, one day we just said, right, bowling. Whoever loses has to get the other one's name tattooed on. Right. And I like my tattoos. I don't think you've noticed. Yeah. I didn't never, wanna, never noticed. They didn't want to get white chocolate. It's a bit plain, a bit stupid. Yeah, which is your fight name. Yeah. 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 So I decided to get his ugly face, eating a burrito, and his slogan. Uh, what's your slogan? Get skinnier, die trying. Get skinnier, die trying. Give us a little look there. Let me let me see how big it is. I've only seen pictures of it. <sighs> No, I can't even There's an I'd get that Your photo up as well I'm going to take a picture Of that I'm going to take a picture That we put up Like that is I mean I honoured Tyrone To know that your best mate Has your face tattooed On his leg You shouldn't have talked shit But here There's a big big Tyrone Olympics Is coming up The Tyrone Olympics Tyrone Olympics Are on uh, a week after the fates Right And what what is entailed It's six things Six events Six events. Right. Each of them have a forfeit. So there's Jagerbomb challenge. Who can drink the most Jagerbombs in one sitting? Uh, the loser has to pay the bill. That's going to be a hefty bill, you know. Well, he's going to be Hopefully we're open the finals by a state <laughs> And then there's like a 99p burgers from a well-known food brand. And uh, right. they, the loser of that, whoever eats the most... The loser of that gets a punch in the stomach by the cameraman. Ooh! After after a lot of burgers, that's going to be, and it's no no glove on. Like it's just. Is this or is it a daily event or is it on the same day? Well, we're not doing no drinking and eating. No, no, no. I was just about to say, <laughs> get them burgers in first. A couple of things like a bowling who, game who can sit in the sauna longest and and stuff like that. But the final one is whoever loses the most has to go down to city hall and change their name legally to Tyrone Number Two. <sighs> That'll be good. So then we'll never have to argue who's tearing number one, who's tearing number two. That's Instagram name and all change to tearing number two. I'm going to whitewash them. <laughs> I'm quietly confident with a few of them. Ooh. Yeah, your bomb challenges, man. Uh, this is getting filmed, is it? Mm. Uh, yeah, fantastic. I think AFL are following it. Brilliant, good stuff. Mm. I look forward to seeing it. Um, so obviously you're speaking about uh, fight names, white chocolates. How did we get the name white chocolates? Because I'm so pale. Is it? Well, big, big Tommy McCurphy as well. I always used to call him Black Magic growing up in the yeah. and he called me white chocolate. It just sort of stuck. No way. It's good. I always wonder is like why, where you got it from. And then Tyrone, you're obviously the mighty Celt. Yeah, film. Now I only found this out like. <laughs> Uh, two days ago really I th- yeah I think I was on your Instagram just kind of like trying to get some like you know fee- like 
research for today. Uh, you were in a movie. Yeah. Is it called The Mighty Celt? I've yeah, never it's seen called, it. It's called The Mighty Celt. And it's with, your, what's your man's name? Um, Robert Carlyle. Robert Carlyle. Gillian Anderson as well. She's from Maxfield. Gillian Anderson, like what the yeah, hell? I know, I know. I'm was, a superstar. When was this movie out? Yeah, it was 2005. It was, I was the main actor and it was, everyone came around to schools, um, boxing clubs and stuff and they actually picked, didn't even pick me, they picked all my mates to go down for auditions and I saw on the paper that it was a, uh, Open auditions, yeah. Yes, I'm going down. I'm going down as well, and I went down, got through the first stage, and got through the second stage, and then after about, I don't know, about ten auditions, uh, landed the part. No way. Mm. So, how old are you when this is going on? Fifteen. No way. Mm. And had you ever acted before? Nah, never. But you know what? I was a very confident kid. They put me in a room. I'll talk to anyone. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll act. I'm always a joker yeah. and a messer and stuff like that. So, it came quite natural. So when like what's the 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 kind of pretext of the movie like I've never seen it I'm gonna oh, try and dig it out. I don't know if I should even talk to you now if you haven't watched the film. <laughs> um, Sorry, let what? me get my autograph book out of my bag. <laughs> it's just about a, a kid growing up in the troubles and um, yeah, attention from two hours and stuff. There's on the land thing, but it's mostly about a kid um, training the greyhounds and being up training greyhounds and. Um, I don't know how to explain it really. Just yeah, I've seen it. The Greyhounds sound familiar. There was another film called Man About Dog. It was about Greyhounds. It was by the same director, the same year. Are you in that as well? No, I'm not in that one. <laughs> I'm the Greyhound. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Watch it. It's, 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 it's I'm good. going to watch that. Shit, to. I want. Is it on YouTube or anything? It's actually on YouTube. Is it? Yeah. Yes. Maybe we should have a little communal uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. first exchange <laughs> listening or watching party. Um, <laughs> are you ever thinking about staying in acting or do more work? Do you know what? I've always thought acting. You can be on the age and, and boxing. You can't. If you've got a few years in boxing, yeah. so I'm a guy. Uh, wouldn't be 50% into something it's 100% into one hanger yeah. or not in at all and mm. so boxing at the minute it's 100% and then after maybe looking to go back and deck yeah successful boxers that have had after action careers know, who uh, is there Tony Bailey Duddy uh, what was Tony Bailey in Creed I've never seen Creed oh, come, on, come on have you watched TV uh, yeah no I, do you know how <laughs> busy I am she spends too much McKenna. time in this room <laughs> <laughs> Creed yeah I haven't seen that it's on the list I think that's on it's Netflix, a long list then isn't it because it's, it's, it's from 2005 <laughs> listen we'll get there um, you, you haven't been in any films have you nah he's a nurse did you know he's a nurse are you actually yeah did are you, know, you actually being a nurse? Tyrone McCullough are you actually a nurse of course I am Seriously, oh. Pinky swear me. Pinky swear. Why wouldn't be? <laughs> really? Yeah. He studied as a nurse. Uh, qualified no, no. Do you know what? You do have that nature about you. Something <laughs> about you. Oh, what? <laughs> a a nature. Something to try to murder Tommy <laughs> McCarthy with, with a fire extinguisher. He's a quality about him that <laughs> strike me as a nurse. Could have resuscitated him. <laughs> <laughs> when did you study to be a nurse? Uh, about eighteen or nineteen. That's a massive. I didn't know that at all. I know. I know. Only like. You know he's a bit of a bit of a bit of a gift to be honest. Only had to go a few days a week. I'm telling you, he's a genius. Jesus, he's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> what the hell? Um, so, <laughs> when, like, when did you finish nursing? About twenty-two, I think twenty-three. But I've only I haven't really became 
I've done shifts here and there and banked here and there, but yeah. obviously boxing's at the forefront of my Of course, yeah. My but plans to, at the to get into nursing, like was that did you kinda just like was it a stage where you're like, right, I have to do something, oh there here's an opportunity <laughs> or was it something where you were like, I actually really do care about <laughs> it, uh <laughs> my whole family are nurses and <clears throat> No way. I used to love my cousin. My cousin's really annoying, so he was <laughs> really annoying. He used to always just say to me, Get a real job, prof Boxing's a hobby, boxing's a hobby. So just a spider man went out and got his job. So I don't, and I'm still a boxer. He's raging so he is. What, is he still a nurse? Uh, yeah. well, at least and he... then my first my first fight in TV, I wore a pair of scrubs out just to really roll it in his face. No way. I uh, never knew that. Tyson Fury cheered him out as well. Serious? Yeah, I said Trump McCulloch's done a great job with mental health. He's a mental health nurse. No way! Are you not, that? Oh my god, that is so interesting. So if you're ever feeling down about all the films you haven't watched, I can, <laughs> I can talk to you about it. So well, like, just cried the last ten episodes. There was obviously <laughs> something sitting there. See here now. This is the eleventh episode that I cried because I, when I knew you were coming on today, I was like, yes, I'm definitely not going to cry now because <laughs> they're, they're, we're going to be laughing the whole way through because obviously I've met you guys a couple of times. Um, but yeah, so your specialty will be in mental health. Yeah. No way, very interesting. Very, unfortunately, very on trend at the moment. It's like, <laughs> it's know, know. A, such a big cause, like cause for concern, especially like in, in, around Dublin in particular, yeah. well, around the whole country. But um, what did you decide to kind of specialise in, in that area or what was it? No, not really. Just it's what it attracted me the most, you know, the yeah. the mental side of things. And my dad, my dad has a he has a mental health nurse himself, but he also suffered from manic depression. Yeah. So I was interested in that side of things as well to learn more about his point of view. He's done yeah. both b- both sides of it. Yeah. So it was keen to be mental health, and as you say, it's uh, unfortunately it's it's big at the moment mental mm. health, especially well anywhere, but up in the north there's been a few mm. kids recently that killed themselves 12 yeah. years of age you know it's terrible it's shocking mm. I think since I started Fight Connect TV there's been 17 young men that have mm. committed suicide that have been in like maybe not like fighting but like yeah. that have trained in different things you know yeah. which is incredibly high I know mm. especially because like, I think being a boxer myself that's training not just boxing but any sort of training MMA even jogging just any sort of exercise mm. lifts your mood or helps bring you up and mm. couldn't recommend it enough for anyone that is going through your issues mm-hmm. of depression and stuff like that well we see we hear it all the time <coughs> excuse me um, where people you know um, that are training that are fighting they always talk about that about how um, beneficial it can be for your mental health just to get yeah. some phys- to sweat and to just get the endorphins going yeah. and the serotonin going and stuff like that and for people who've never actually like because th- there is people out there that don't train I know, I know. that don't go to a gym that literally go from w- waking up in the morning to a job home they don't eat well they drink on the weekends they yeah. probably smoke weeds you know they might be doing like a few lines of coke or something on the weekend and they're depressed out of their heads and then over time that turns into something a lot deeper. It becomes a habit, so it does. It becomes a habit, and then that's when the real trouble starts. And they don't seem to be aware of, like... Okay, so all these different factors that that are in my life um, are contributing to why I feel like this, you know? So not to say that people who have mental health issues are just because they're not eating well or not training, but it's it's definitely a factor that can stamp out maybe a lot of low mood or different things. Yeah. Uh, even 
when I'm out of camp and I'm mm. we don't have the greatest lifestyle of camp we drink a lot mm. and um <clears throat> I'll drink for maybe two three weeks straight and um I'll start feeling down about myself yeah. and, and and eating eating rubbish and and stuff like that uh you need to get back in the gym for for mm. your mental health and for your mental state. But isn't it lucky that you have that knowledge as well, where you, where you recognise it in yourself? Because yeah. that's half the battle. We actually have. <laughs> it's a bit of a saying between well, it's a saying amongst everyone. But so I would be drinking my home quite a bit, even outside of camp. You know, I'd stay in his house a lot and say if we're on it for two days, we wake up and we're like, "Fuck, we're depressed." Or what? What did we do last night? We're depressed. <laughs> and I just look at him and go, "We steer under the skid." <laughs> and we head to the bar at about eleven a.m. What so. is the quote? Steer, steer under the skid. Steer into the skid. Yeah, just means they drink again. Get back on it. Might use that one because then once you start drinking again, you're happy. But then it's a vicious circle. Prolongs it. Prolongs the depression. It's a temporary solution. Absolutely. And then when you, because I'm, I'm, I haven't drank now in like, well, I had one or two points over Christmas, but it was like eight weeks before that, and. I don't miss it now that I'm not drinking it, but if yeah. I go have a couple of drinks this weekend, then you're, next yeah, week I'm like, oh, when am I going for a few drinks? It's, or? Getting, it's getting out of a habit. See, like our first week of camp, exactly. we're sitting looking at each other and, oh, we'll go to war, we'll go to war, and we have to fight it, but then. Yeah. Now I don't even think about it. Now you, yeah. you don't, like, it's the last thing in your mind. It's, it's crazy how it's it works. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is so, it is an, uh, an addictive substance. Yeah. Um, but can, can I talk to you more about, like, ah, your dad away. about that? So what was that like growing up? you said your dad had um mental health issues yeah. like when was your earliest memory of that or what can you explain a little bit more i didn't really get the experience but thank god i i think the last thing that set him off was me being born really? <laughs> yeah, I, so i obviously don't remember that but i think that was the last manic episode yeah but uh it doesn't like he's talked about it before but it doesn't like he gets a bit embarrassed i think telling us about it but yeah. uh like he's he, what started I think what started his uh, manic depression was when he was 19 he f- fell off a scaffold and broke his neck I was in a hospital bed for more or less a year couldn't move wow. and he got a big claim from that then and uh, obviously his manic depression started he took all his mates to Vegas and done all mad blew all his money like, but he doesn't, doesn't remember any of it you know apparently the highs are really really mad but the lows are so Terrible. explain for me and for anyone listening that might not really understand kind of what is involved in a manic episode or a manic depression. Well, ma- a manic episode is being either really, really high or really, mm. really low. And as I said, the highs are, well, I don't know, speaking from experience, but studying it and learning about it, you know, the highs are amazing, but you don't remember much. And then the lows are worse than anything you can ever imagine. Well. Like my, da- my dad has tried to kill himself before, but succeed thankfully <laughs> i wouldn't be here <laughs> yeah thankfully and like god that's that's such a um that's a massive weight to carry isn't it you know what i mean it's like it's heavy yeah oh it does mm-hmm. time. no way and then like it can you remember him ever talking to you about it or you know was it just kind of like like how did you find out about it it's just always, I don't know how I find out. I've yeah, always known about it, sort there. of. Uh, okay. I see him taking, you have to take tablet, left hand mm-hmm. tablets for it, and you have to take M every day, so you do, yeah. and they do keep them on the straight and narrow, but uh, there's a certain amount of time you're only, be lo- only allowed to be on left hand tablets before they affect your kidneys, like, mm. then you have to come off them. I think he's over the recommended amount of time, but <clears throat> still, still taking them, obviously, because. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it's either one or the other. Because of that, was mental health something that you were always very aware of growing up? In in terms of your own mental health? Um, not really. Like, I always think I'm a happy enough character. Like, I'm mm. never never too down or too hard on myself. But, I've, like you say, I've always been aware of it. And it's always going on around you. Like, there's yeah. so many tragic stories you see here mm. happening every day. And people taking their own lives. And... So you are you are always aware of it. Mm. Do they think that the 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 manic depression came from the accident? Would, could it be something to do with trauma in the brain, or it was the accident that uh, started it? I believe uh, just sitting in a hospital for a year, you know, on a cast, not yeah. being able to do nothing or not being able to move. He says it was the worst experience of his life. God, I can't imagine. Mm. I can't imagine. Have you ever, either of you been in hospital for like long stretches? You're laughing. How long, how long have you, what are you laughing? I don't know what he's laughing. Get Tyrone McKenna out of I'm this just, room. I'm just not good at these situations. I'm always just <laughs> uncomfortable. See, this laughing. is where I get deep and then I start bawling crying. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. No, I've that. never been hospitalized. Have you ever been hospitalized for anything? Uh, I got my appendix out. Yeah, I got my appendix out. I broke my ankle and I was in for like three or four days and it was... But you can see, like, way it, you know, you just want out there as soon as possible. Yeah. It's awful, so yeah. it's so mm. bored. So, yeah, it's absolutely terrible. Um, that's I, I'm actually fascinated with it. I had no idea that you'd done that at all. That's mm. fantastic. Do you think that you'd ever go back to it? Oh, of course, it's always something they fall back on. After, yeah. If boxing doesn't work out and these million dollar schemes get yeah. rich, don't work yeah. I'll have me nursing change in stereotypes right there Tyrone McCullough like uh, an intelligent boxer whoa, 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 <laughs> an whoa. educated boxer what are you joking Tyrone um, but you know a lot of people stereotype That's it. combat sports athletes to say that like you know they're you know just street fighters that just now got lucky you know it's like my whole campaign with like everything I do is to sort of bridge the gap and show how yeah. Like, like how much you can benefit a human to do this, you know? He watches Gossip Gear, that's very ah, educational, so it is. No, don't he does. <laughs> oh, and he watches <laughs> Nano 210 or whatever it's called. Beverly Hills, Nano 210. That has been on, on years. You, okay, I'll, I'll dig up dirt uh, all sorts. <laughs> it's him watches all that rubbish. And Par, I hate Par. Par is brilliant. I won't have a bad word said uh, about Pear. Uh, I'm actually waiting for the latest it's episode been, to hit it's Netflix. Been I've watched it. Don't you? Do you know who killed Ghost? Yeah, his son. <laughs> <laughs> Ty, I swear, did has his son done that? I don't even know Pear. I swear, if I if I watched that last episode, I know by you. You laugh. I'll send you a link tonight. Bollocks, yeah. yeah. I don't watch it. It's an absolute it's rubbish. It's so gossip girl, which he loves. Gossip girl. One, one Tree Hill. I watch One Tree Hill. That's a classic. Timeless classic. <laughs> Tyrone McCullough, the next time he's watching a series, you text oh, me and tell it. me who... I want to know what you're watching and then I'm going to text you the spoilers no, the whole way through. I watch art documentaries. <laughs> well, you are... You, 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 watches, you do... Do you actually watch that uh, art? Because uh, for anyone that has me. not seen Tyrone before... Go to his Instagram because he's covered in tattoos. The first time I interviewed you for Fight Connect TV, I was like, talk to me about these tattoos. <laughs> and it's funny, we had a tattoo artist on last week, Ian Flynn, talking all about tattoos. But um, you're quite creative. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you do a bit of drawing? Uh, do you know what? In, in school, that's what I was best at. Um, art, I had a 
A, well, then do my A level, but AS. And you just wouldn't know what they are, would you? We have um, junior cert and leaving cert, so, so third year and sixth year. Right, so we've got A's in both of them, but then I went on and done more. And um, but I left school at 17, I think, or 18, and didn't get my A level, but that's what it was better. That's probably what we'd do if it wasn't boxing. Well, that's no um, coincidence, let me tell you. No? No, because you're a Pisces. They uh, are <laughs> the most creative of the star signs. Well, there we go. Kurt he, Cobain was a Pisces. He hates us, though. So does. I'm, re- I'm reading a book at the moment called The Secret, and he won't let me read it because it's about the laws of attraction. And Here, The Secret is oh like... Oh, my God, The Secret. <laughs> no, no, no. The Secret doesn't just... You just don't read a book and that's you. You, you have do? to be that kind of person. Look at me, you and Tommy me, all, all yeah. coming back full circle. <sighs> Listen, 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 you can uh, leave now. No. Tyrone McCulloch can stay <laughs> for another half hour. Do you know he's trolling you? He, he doesn't read that book. <laughs> he has it in the house. Don't annoy me. <laughs> this, I'm now getting a deeper insight into your the 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 how your relationship works. You're actually yin and yang, polar opposites. Thank yeah. <laughs> Polar opposites. Listen, it's not that I don't believe the secret. I don't believe in reading a book, and there you have the secret. I think you have to be born feeling that kind of. Energy and way, and um, okay. Well, that's an uh, interesting you just that's don't believe in reading a book. No. <laughs> I'm reading poetry at the minute. No, but listen to me, let's look at it like this, right? I understand what you're saying that you have to, it has to be within you, right? You have to have the, are you saying you have to have the yeah, yeah, like, always ability have to even before the secret happened? I believed and I believed in visualizing, I believed in that kind of stuff, and I don't believe yeah, reading a book is going to make you do. You have can't force yourself to. Have yeah. It. So when you have a good idea, right? Has anyone ever said to you, "That's a great idea. Put pen to paper." Have yeah. ever heard that before? Yeah. Put pen to paper. So that's like that good idea might help some other people who but don't it, know that idea. So put pe- it down there and let them. People let them read it, it, but they're going to go right. So I have to visualize, but they're not truly visualizing it. I agree with you. I agree with you that to visualize it. For, I, I believe that for the law of attraction to work, you have to visualize it, but then you also have to do the work and you have to put the work into action. So right? You can't just sit at home work. and be like, I'm going to visualize and then this is going to happen. <laughs> what did he say? No. <laughs> but I'll tell you something, right? This You might find this interesting now. And it's funny because I was only talking about my jiu-jitsu coach yesterday morning. We were talking about Um There are two guys. Uh, there's a guy called... Um, Bruce Lipton. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He wrote a book called The Biology of Belief. Mm. And there is another guy called Joe Dispenza, who basically is a former doctor that is all about heart coherence and meditation and the power of visualization, right? So both of them, in a kind of nutshell, would argue the fact that you know the way people like will say um i got i have this disease oh it's in my family um it's hereditary or it's genetic they basically debunk that idea that um genetics or dna play a part in anything to do in life it's to do with environment and that because they realize that it's to do with environment it means that if you change your environment you change the outcome so the idea of it is that through meditation, through visualization, you can envi- envision any type of life for yourself or any type of circumstance or outcome. And the kind of main premise of it is, right, is that your body and your brain can't distinguish between what's real and what's not. So as I see you sitting here with my eyes, my body is reading that I see you both here. 
So the idea of it, right, is, I'm making a long story very short, right, is uh, there's someone reading this going, oh, she's gotten it all wrong. It's not actually <laughs> it at all. But basically, in terms of visualization, if you visualize yourself winning the golden contract, right, mm. and you sit at home and you get the, the you know, sweaty the palms awesome. and the goosebumps and you're like the heat and you're like, fuck, and you're, you're, visual, you're like, I'm so in this visualization mm. right now. Your body actually thinks that it's going through that. So your body's not able to distinguish between what's real and what's not. It's only your brain and your eyes can. So that's where the idea of like the law of attraction, visualization, yeah. um, you know, if you can see it, you can believe it. That's where it all comes from. And it, it is actually a scientific thing. It's yeah. not, you know, um, voodoo. Voodoo. I love it. Like <laughs> that's the shit. But while you're watching fucking well, your movies, I'm off studying this shit, you know? Um, I say I have a, well done, let's count, but most camps would have a metal strength coach. And he would be doing a lot of stuff like that. Amazing. So, like, what is is it kind of like lie down? Yeah, lie down. Yeah. Wear your phones, and he'd be talking to you, saying, um, just basically, uh, physically going into the theater and seeing yourself on the screen, and what are you doing, and why are you up there, and why are you so happy, and why, what have you achieved, blah blah. Else. Yeah, it's I good. love it. It is good, but. Let's get off this subject. <laughs> no, we stay on this subject. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because when I interviewed Gary Cully um, at the show last weekend on Belfast, MTK Fight Night, um, he, what did he say? He said something like, you know, I saw myself winning. No, he about said it. to me two, two or three days before this. He said, I can just see myself going out in the first round, knocking him out in the first bunch. And his legs going. He said uh-huh. that in the no, interview. He, did, he, he, said, like, yeah. he said that a week before. Yeah. And then he said mm-hmm. to me, he's like, I saw, I've seen this moment before. I've seen like the interview. Mm-hmm. I've seen me holding the belt. He's like, I can smell, I've smelt the Vaseline that they put on my face mm-hmm. like three months ago. And I was like, he was talking and I was just getting goosebumps. <laughs> like, I was like, yes, you did. You know, yes. it's such a, a, an important component. It is. And it, it really keeps your man like, Doing that kind of stuff, that meditation and stuff, does keep yeah. your mind off off the fate. Do you do me- do you meditate? No, I don't. No, do you meditate, Aaron? I just with the mental strength coach, and right, then he'd okay. give me meditation things to to listen to before bed. Yeah, amazing. What's his name? Who are you working with? Are you allowed to say? Yeah, Kevin Young. You call. Is he in your mind? Is his Instagram? You wanna? Oh, I'm gonna check it out now. <laughs> Love that shit. Love that shit. Um. Yeah, that's so good. Well, what would you like to talk about now, Tyrone? Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do the do the the nerves are they like present now in terms of like being two weeks out? No, not now. Like, can you can you sleep okay? Like, yeah. would you ever do lose you know, sleep? Do you know why it is? Because we don't know who we're fighting. Normally, we'd be focusing on one person. Mm. When I go to bed, I'll be thinking about to say I was when I was fighting Jack Carroll. I'll be thinking about Jack Carroll. Or... Yeah this and when I'm going to run I'm just thinking about Jack Heddle blah 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 but now we don't know who we're fighting so we're going to bed and we don't have anyone to visualize or, or yeah. that we're fighting cause when, we're you, when you do know when you have an opponent like it's more nervous I think now yeah. like I don't have one bit of nerve because I don't know who I'm fighting I could be fighting yeah. anyone yeah. so the, the more excitement I have is the draw on Tuesday Yeah. that's when I'll know I'll find out who I'm fighting but at the minute I've zero nerves, not losing any sleep, thinking about anyone. So I've only ever competed in jiu-jitsu, which is like, you know, 
nowhere near the level, anywhere near what you're doing, as in like one boxing and at a professional level like that. But mm. I remember from competing where like you wouldn't know who you're fighting and you'd see girls that'd be in your division and you'd be looking at videos of them online and you go, shite, I'll kill mm. her choke her out in 10 minutes so of course you know yeah. there and then you your bracket comes out like a couple of weeks later and you end up your point and then you look back at the same videos and it's like oh, they're shit. unreal yeah she's unreal oh, look at that move 100 yeah i'd be looking at people <laughs> and like i'll be going oh he's terrible when he's when he's fighting something and i'm fighting them and i'll be like he's, he's like muhammad ali you know do you know what? he's got that lemon chego kind of speech <laughs> he's done that for his last fight like uh, i don't know was highly expected to be what was his name mickey saggy saggy and uh I said, that's a great draw for you, that's a great draw. And then he started watching videos and going, fuck, he's good. And I said, would you fuck up to him? He's going, ah, look at that, that's, I'm worried, I'm worried. Like, uh, I like, really do my head. Like, if I, if I had like, seen him a week before, I did see him a week before, and I was like, I'd love to get him. As soon as I got him. Yeah, oh, he's not bad, him. he's not bad. <laughs> I was like, ah, do you know what, this is going to be a tough night. <laughs> and was it? No. But yeah. everyone does that, Jermaine does that. Like, yeah. It is, it's weird, it's... And then after you're like, why was I worrying about about yeah. that? Yeah. But um, everyone always does good in videos anyway. Yeah, you see them in videos, yeah, yeah. and they're hitting. I look terrible, like I think, in videos. But uh, other people always look like killers. Yeah. And like oh, he's actually pretty fast. <laughs> uh, Do you, does it bother you guys that like you've got a relatively high profile within boxing? And that, you know, you're on social media and that people, mm. not necessarily your opponents, but anyone can kind of, you know. It, it's strange because I was actually filming for a documentary on Derry a couple of weeks ago. And this guy, Is that where you're from, Derry? Yeah. Are you from Derry as well, Tyrone McGenna? No, where are you Belfast. from? Belfast. Yeah. And this guy who I'd never met before was speaking to me and asking me questions. And then he started asking me questions about me and Tyrone. I was like, this guy knows everything about me and yeah. I don't even know who he is yeah. and he knows everything about Tyrone. Yeah. I was like, this is so this is strange. Like, does, it fr- does it kind of freak you out a little bit? I just thought it was weird. Like, it was, yeah. I think it's, I love it, so Yeah, you, you kind of embrace it. Yeah. Um, Tyrone, McCullough, you seem a little bit more reserved. reserved. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. People said that to you before. Uh, everyone's reserved next day. Must have limelight. But did you ever get media training or anything nah, like that? No, no? no. Did you ever get media training? No. Nah. You were very good. I like. I, I've interviewed you a couple of times. Yeah. Have I? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're always I like. Just like talking. But yeah. I like being the camera. You show me Karen. I always say I'll show you. Do you get recognised? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get recognised down here? Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. we're walking through the the bus station or down the, the security guard there me as well so I had a batter beat up O'Hara Davies no way I sure, walked in I had a wagon moment about eight, eight weeks ago I was like, oh, you won't lose weight going in there she no like, oh, you're getting, getting called out <laughs> no, no getting way it's uh, strange in Dublin especially in Dublin like such a big city as well people starting to recognise you but yeah. I suppose if someone recognises one of us they're going to recognise another yeah you know, stage, because uh, you, whatever bit one of you on your own they'd be like maybe is that you yeah, but the two of you together you're found out totally but. if anyone sees the two Tyrones walking around Dublin please get a photograph with them and tag <laughs> the first exchange but, and um, we'll see if this takes off I went to my, my kids school the other week it's, yeah. this is funny I um, went to school and, you know because I won the belt and stuff I had a big assembly for me like uh, winning the belt amazing and that's it, really it, nice isn't it it was unbelievable yeah. I used to go to that school as well and uh, now my kids go to it but wow. the whole school was there and um, now when I walk about Andy Town where I'm from all the small kids be, be all, all in awe of me going 
and then they run over their mates going there's two McKellar two McKellar no that game's on sort of God now it's, yeah. it's very funny it's it's so special when you were that age who did you look up to who did I look up to I don't think I looked up to <laughs> I looked in the mirror and there he was <laughs> I don't think I, that's I don't, actually pretty accurate <laughs> I didn't look up to anyone ever. what about you Sarah McCullough uh, Who were your inspirations growing up? Shrieking. <laughs> I tell you what, I I start. Are you on Twitter? Ah, uh, but I don't really use Twitter much. Some well, there is a. So on. There, let me get let me get it up. It's uh It's called at Pure Roy Keane. It's a Twitter account, and it's all about Roy Keane, and it's all um, video clips from like years back, and like just br- it's actually my favorite thing. Uh, so check it out it's really uh, good I am a massive Roy Keane fan he is one of my inspirations do you ever hear the story about the time Ireland were playing was it Sweden or someone during the national offense and someone started like uh, Gerlin Rowe F huge knockers pass it on everyone's passing it on down the line up and I got the Roy Keane and I think it was Jason Maggot here someone says he had to say Gerlin Rowe he says uh, keep the ball tight don't lose it he's too scared <laughs> do you blame him no but I sometimes when I'm in situations where like um, you know in this industry you know you sometimes you could like get I don't want to say like, you have to do stuff that you don't want to do but like you know what I mean someone if you're doing like TV or radio mm. there's someone like okay and now like like pretend that you're having like a like mess fight or something yeah. they need to do a link or something for an ad or something ridiculous right? and you're like me. do I actually have to do this like is this what my life has come to and I always get this thing what would Roy Keane do and he'd, he'd tell them all to fuck off and then in my head I go fuck off I'm not doing that and then I'm like yes my over here is it you know I just do it but it's like it's just like a moment of relief like what would Roy Keane do yeah. it's two people what would Beyonce do and what would Roy Keane do Beyonce big Beyonce yeah well she's a massive inspiration for me uh, no but um what was I going to say to you? Uh, now, in terms of like boxers, who who do you look up to? Who who kind of when you think about like career wise, people you would have aspired to have careers like? I don't know. Um, I don't know. My favorite boxers are all like old school kind of boxers. Uh, yeah, who are they? Uh, Michael Nunn is uh, yeah. a middleweight uh, mm-hmm. world champion, and just people that are tall, skinny, and southpaw. Really, yeah. so Andy <laughs> Lee's one of my one of my all time yeah. favorites. Um, Michael Nunn, Paul Williams, he he had a motorbike accident when he had midway career. Um, so he couldn't couldn't fade on. But just any kind of people, I mean, exciting faders, but I always wanna have a, a career where people go, Ah, oh, he was in exciting fates. Yeah. Not not a born even if I mean there's been world champions that people don't care about because yeah. they're born. Yeah. I wanna and people who weren't world champions that everyone loves because they weren't exciting faders. Yeah. And um, I want to be one of them guys that hopefully be a world champion, but I want to also be an exciting fighter and, mm. and people that to, to love going to my fights and, and talk about my fights and rewatch them and, and see them in 20 years' time and go, oh, yeah. that's one of the greatest rounds I ever saw because it was a war. Yeah, have kids watching them. Yeah. Like, when I show you this? <laughs> you know, I can remember my brother, like Ricky Hatton, who mm. was my brother, and I can remember him like... Um, watching like old videos or when he came on TV and like trying to like reenact his like warm up style like you know yeah. like even the way he skipped or you what, know it's what I want to hear is walking up a street kids boxing and saying I am Terrell McKenna that's what I want to hear exactly exactly <laughs> that's a lovely aspiration to have what about you Terrell McCullough 
Nah, I'm the complete opposite, so <laughs> I don't care if I'm the most boring fight in the world as long as I won. That's the main thing, and I want to win, want to win a world title. Yeah. And especially, I don't want to get in war, so I don't, because I've seen far, or you see far too many boxers who can yeah, barely speak yeah, when yeah, they're yeah. 45 or 50, and I know, thankfully, with my style, I won't be like that. I actually don't plan on boxing too much longer, anyway. I want to win this golden contract, see the contract out. Get a word tied on. That'll be me. Sail into the sunset. That's it. I'm done with making weight. I've been start, making start, weight. Start our million dollar That's idea. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> we a million dollar I can't budget. wait to see these like take off. <laughs> uh, the ne- I'll have you on the podcast again. I'd like, uh, like to introduce two billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> who are nah, but I've, I've been losing weight now for 19 years and I'm sick of it. <laughs> yeah, you want to just get fast, right? Ah, exactly. It's your time to put on a few pounds. I need to do what he done and trap a bird as well. But when I'm still boxing, <laughs> and then, then I can get fat and do whatever I want. Uh, hold Should on, hold on. Well, I didn't anyway. trap her when it was bad. I trapped her when it was poor and bad. <laughs> she knew what exactly, she was walking that's into. That's why you trapped her. She's a patron saint. Your missus, yeah, absolutely. Um, before I let you go, what was I going to say to you? Oh, I had a really good question there. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, what? Um, someone actually wrote in. I, was, I do that quite a bit. I'm like, what was I going to ask it? And someone <laughs> sent me a message. I'm like, I love the way you're not afraid to say. I can't remember what I was going to ask you. <laughs> like, and trust me, it's uh, it's very unprofessional for people who work in the industry. Um, but um, of all everything that you've learned to yep. date, yep. life and boxing, what is the biggest lesson that you've learned? Uh, I'll answer this first and I'll think uh, don't trust Tarama Keanu he says yeah. he'll do rounds he'll do what? he skips them all the time he'll do rounds? Uh, oh bar, bar hi. what's the biggest what is the question again? the biggest lesson that you've learned in the ring and outside the ring biggest lesson learned inside the ring is don't shoulder roll with Jack Catterall because <laughs> you'll be end up on the floor um, <laughs> biggest lesson outside is I don't know. I'm not a really person to to do anything right. I'm, I'm I, I I spend money in two seconds. I, I, I live a crazy lifestyle. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I'm not a role model. I'm not a role model. You absolutely, are a role model. Uh, it's definitely to a degree you've found what it is that you're passionate about. Shoulder role model. Shoulder role model. I'm um, Dan. Uh, or tanning myself and shaving my head and not at all they're just little contributing no, factors you're just somebody... have fun like, is that takes... what is that what's yeah. important to you yeah. whatever you always. do have fun and always my wee motto is always just do whatever you want to do like yeah if you want to do something just do it um yeah. i think a lot of people are reserved oh well if, but if someone sees me like what are if you don't want to wear if you want to wear something crazy mm. and people are like no what if people look at me just wear it. Like it. It doesn't matter what people think of you. It doesn't matter what... They're they're not living your life and yeah. you should just do what you feel like you want to do and, and enjoy your life. Do you ever worry about consequences in any aspect no, of your life? No, never. I yes. was just about to say... It's I, a problem. I, yeah. <laughs> Might not be. Might not be a problem. I don't think either of us do. What, what would yours be? What was your biggest lesson inside the ring and outside the ring? Um, I don't really know inside the ring. I'm the one giving the lessons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'd say the ring what would it be there's a few I can't say well, <laughs> don't get yourself into trouble nah just something similar like life, life short enjoy it and yeah. make the most of it yeah I'll be there tomorrow we'll Absolutely. mess about so much because it's 
enjoyable. They do. It's quite refreshing. It you know is. what I mean? It's refreshing because people take themselves so seriously oh, all the time. You know what I mean? Especially in boxing, everyone's very. I tell you now, though, if you put toothpaste in my shoe, I'd upend both of <laughs> Do you know what's funny? <laughs> there was two pairs drying on the radiators, and uh, we thought we'll get Carl Frampton and Eamon O'Keefe's. It was their yeah. shoes. It turned out it was both Carl Frampton's shoes. Oh, so he, he went out to get his shoes. He went, oh, no, there's, there's two pistons. He lifted his other ones. There's two pistons as well. He was raging. Poor Carl Frampton. I, know, I, I had know. no idea. The next time I see him, I'm going to have to be like, my condolences for what you had to go I, through I for all this, those years. I had this farm. Was it that day or the uh, night? I think it was the next day and he absolutely bothered me about the ring. <laughs> murdered me. Like, there's people shouting to stop his farm. He's just sitting there taking <laughs> points. The, the ring was quartered, you know, like, there's only a quarter of the ring you yeah, can use. Yeah. So he, he loves to move and stuff and he couldn't move out of the way. He so he's just stuck. standing there and the car from was wetting them in. I, I was, try, I was trying to take a knee but I kept punching me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. It was funny. Um, final question. Very, very last question. Uh, it's quite a morbid one. Oh, Jesus. But I love asking it. Um, if you were to leave this plane in the morning... Or next week, whenever. How would you like to be remembered? If the lads are at your oh, wake, of a day, huh? Yeah. If if the, if if your family and friends are having a few points celebrating your life, what would you like them to say about you? Uh, it's just that I'm crazy, that I'm fun, I'm always enjoying life, and a uh, mess, and that it was entertaining as well. Mm. Um, yeah, just that I'm an entertaining guy. Inside and outside the ring, both. Absolutely. Well, I think you've accomplished that, Tyrone McCullough. I actually have a stipulation about when I die. Go on. I don't want a week. Mm. I want all my mates and everyone who wants to do it to pick a week holiday and go away and enjoy themselves. Just so no I, way. I don't want anyone crying or any bullshit. I don't want yeah, you wouldn't have a, a worry about that. <laughs> can, I, a, can I add to this stipulation? Time. Can we do that when you win the million, million dollar uh, contract? Of, can we spend your money? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's invited to that party. <laughs> <laughs> you'd like, would you like that? You'd like people to go away and not to have a conventional awake and uh, funeral. I, think I would agree yeah. with that as well. Just, go away, yeah. have a good time, tell good stories. No, no crying allowed. I want them bawling. I want <laughs> there to be tears flooding the city. It's really annoying you don't get to see your own funeral. Yeah, I yeah. don't get to see who cried. Well, that's why I that's why I love the question, right? Because it's something I think about all the time, right? I'm a very very deep thinker, and I always think about um, who's going to cry. No, who's going to cry? I always I'll be think about them. So you can't cry. You fucking cry. <laughs> that is. Um, what would people say and what would people say to you or what would you say to people if you knew you were going to die tomorrow that's that's kind of where it comes from what would people say to me if they knew I was going to die tomorrow yeah I'd say thank god no they wouldn't <laughs> at all Tyrone McKenna you know and what would what would you say to them like if if this was your last day on earth how would you live it and who, I'd be very drunk right now no just <laughs> what what is your drink of choice? My drink of choice is um anything that has alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> no, mostly beginners, you know. Yeah, good stuff. Good or, stuff. Or then once you get the drink, you can only drink a, a certain amount of drink Guinness before you're really full. So yeah, yeah, about that is fair four enough. four Guinness, five Guinness, and then I'll move on to spirits, which what mostly, spirits? Mostly rum. 
Rum. Mm. I wouldn't, wouldn't touch a rum now. Uh, st- I love red wine as well. See in the house, red wine. Woo. I love red wine love too. Red That's wine. my downfall. That is my downfall. What about uh, Tyrone Cola? Is this drink of choice or yeah, drink of uh, choice? Guinness as well or orchard fees? Lads, can we go for a pint of Guinness sometime <laughs> soon? Let's I like, fucking I like go. I like hop house as well. That's me, but Guinness. So it is. Thing. Yes, it is. Like, it is. It is. For a hangover, when we get up at say eleven, we go right. We have to go. We as this happens far too much. We wake up and we go, oh, we're done. No more drink, no more drink. Right. We'll go to, it's called the Garrick. Yeah. It's a nice big bar in town. And, um, we go down for food. Yeah. Is this, up, in, is this at home or down yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. We go, go down for food for a hangover cure and um, end up getting on the drink again. <laughs> and it always, or what is it? Or, anger Orchard Orchard for you? Orchard well, I've, cider. I've switched the, I don't know if they get it. Outsider. Outsider. Do you get outsider here? Yes, we do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. yeah. lovely well. cider. Yeah. So it's hangover is always cider, and then if 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 we're not hungover, it'll be Guinness. Yeah, but so still, it's a pity yeah. you're a professional boxers, <laughs> isn't it? You'd be a great <laughs> professional <laughs> alcoholic. <laughs> <to do laughs> <it>. <laughs> That's one of my million dollar ideas. Are going to be bar tours of Belfast <laughs> and because I'm verified on Instagram and he's verified we change our names to the bar tours and go hey, they're, they're actually pretty good they're verified you know so, so we'll start using them and then we get paid to drink and then we absolutely six seven bars bring the wee traditional bar down we'll play trad music yeah. and uh, they'll be loving it the Americans will be loving it they would absolutely I don't know if they'd understand the words you were saying but they would love it <laughs> 100% I, I definitely buy tickets and then we can drink we can brilliant drink. Okay, that's Listen, that's, that's sewn thing. up already. No, no someone's going to steal it. They, they won't have verified accounts. But <laughs> they won't have those verified accounts. <laughs> yeah, remember? I'm so jealous. I don't even have a verified account. <laughs> What's going on here? Um, but listen, thank you very much. I Our appreciate pleasure. you both coming in. Anytime. Uh, so Maybe good. next time we're at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tyrone Cullen will have enjoy, to stay Enjoy him talking about gossip whoever, girl. Whoever, whoever <laughs> loses the Tyrone Olympics doesn't get to go. That's exactly it is, yeah, absolutely. They're not important no more. Absolutely. Um, I really do appreciate you coming in, obviously two weeks out. Um, mm. uh, We're happier than we normally would be two weeks in. Well, you really, you're just, you're you're very happy for, for fighters that are two weeks out, you know? <laughs> know. In my experience, this is kind of the, Cutting. you know, yeah, it's uh, not, it's not the best the, time. We were depressed earlier when we waited, but... Last, last night that was in bad form we got over it we've got over it well I really do appreciate it thank you very much mm-hmm. and um, I wish you all the success thank you two weeks yep. write Make me sure a check make sure to tune in you? Sky Sports yeah so where can you everyone watch uh, yeah fucking <laughs> hell the weird, I'm, whatever about you is I'm shit my job two weeks time uh, it's on Sky Sports it's the MTK golden contract yeah. um, do we know what time it's live it's I a pay per view it's live on half seven the live fight started eight I think okay and it's Sky Sports is it yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Tune in. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um. Yeah. And hopefully we'll do a little interview for Fight Connect when you get yeah, back. No yep. problem. Um. Limos and you yeah. know velvet suits and we'll, that kind we'll, of shit. We'll definitely be drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can do on the sesh yeah, with the two tie rounds. Maybe we're looking into something there. If Cheap Guinness wanted to sponsor. Instead of, instead of I know, I was telling the lads for our listeners. Uh, I've started um falling and burning around the corner plug uh they <laughs> do little mini bottles of fiji and i've started like buying our guests fiji water but i went in there tonight we weren't, no big, we weren't, we weren't big enough <laughs> we weren't big enough so we, we just got, got regular one water. one water sorry for next time's guinness because i'm getting brought well if anyone from guinness carried. is listening we would love to do a little live uh <laughs> on the set with the two tyrones and these sponsors guinness is actually one of our million dollar ideas yeah Really? I Guinness think out. they might have cracked <laughs> that already. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a Guinness rating app. 
A Guinness what? Rating Guinness rating app Because you go some places You get a shake Guinness Or you water you Guinness It's not even nice Some would say The knowledge is already Within one yeah. <laughs> well. um, Best points of Guinness In Dublin I wouldn't know we haven't, We've only been down here Who's going to be down here? Oh yeah Sure you living here A couple well, of weeks Well no in three weeks <laughs> Well I'll tell you what Where's um, the best one? Go plug it We'll it, go there It's a pub called John Cavanagh's And it's well, John Cavanagh's is called the Grave Digger, Great Grave Diggers, and I've it's next that, to know? Glasnevin Cemetery, and it's a really, really good day out. Is it far? I don't like to go too far in Dublin. I mean, I, like I was, I was about to give out your bleeding address there, but I won't. <laughs> um, it's actually not very far from where you live. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, no. Um, you, like you get out there in like ten minutes in a taxi. Yeah. Do, you, do you drive though don't you yeah. oh, well, don't. don't bring the car if we're going to be on the bleeding Guinness like. but <laughs> you could do the tour of Glasnevin all all the best people are buried there like it's <laughs> fantastic um, and then it's literally right next door yeah. um, so you can do the tour you get all the knowledge and then you go in and the, the great thing about this pub is that there's no music really there's oh yeah it's like goose. no stick with me stay with me on this it's like the oldest pub in Dublin yeah. Right, so it's like they want to like nurture the art of conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. and but the art music. Not at all. But a trad music. No, you can't even raise your voice. You can't even have your phones. No phones. Oh, that. Uh, hey, he wouldn't nice. he <laughs> he <laughs> <wouldn't> go nowhere. <laughs> Who, whose phone's dead at the minute? Who's <laughs> alive? I don't use it. I don't curb. I don't <laughs> charge it. It dies for lack of use. Yeah, this man does not go nowhere with his phone. <laughs> it is insane. Well, listen, you, you have to be on silent and it has to be in your pocket, right? Like, they don't even have a bacon fry behind the bar or what? like a peanut or sure. anything. It's, You're not really selling No, Tyrone, <laughs> you have to. And trust me, it is just a straight point. I've always Guinness. Is the Guinness factory's Guinness nice? I've never been. Whoa. Would you believe I have That's never shocking. been to the Guinness factory? And you can get your face printed on the. Uh, the I actually tablets. got one. Someone sent me one uh, of my face. No, have you guys done, done it? Nah. Yeah. Ah, well, maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll do it someday. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll do, and I'll bring the cameras and we'll like film, film a little day in um, Perfect. the Guinness great. storehouse. Well, I've never done it. And uh, where where is good for another point against? Ah, um, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm getting excited now. I'm about all the gorgeous Guinness I've drank in this city. Uh, Dublin's a spot for Guinness. Dublin's a spot, but I tell you what. They blocked the night. They were like, they never showed up for that bleeding. Gold contract final, <laughs> me sitting there, bollocks. Didn't make a way. They were last spotted at the grave digger club in Glasnevin. Talking about how they were great boxers. I get a phone call, Lydia, you didn't see the two boys, did you? They didn't show up to train and after that interview. I checked the grave diggers, lads. Um, but have you, if you've ever, very, very, Shane's like, get me out of the studio. If you ever Shane's go to. Shane's come with us. Yeah. <laughs> Shane's come with us. First round's on home. Yeah. Um, uh, Waterford because I'm not actually from Dublin uh, well if you didn't go to Dublin Guinness I would guess that well, well no it would be more common for me to go because I'm not from Dublin yeah, I suppose right yeah. but I'm from Waterford it's in the southeast, and there is a bar in Waterford it's called Jordan's Jordan's American Bar it's the oldest bar in Waterford I think or definitely one of the, the one of the oldest but it's on the keys mm. and that is the nicest point of Guinness that I have ever had okay, well, so sounds, if you ever go to the southeast good. to Waterford Jordan's Bar <laughs> In you go. Tell them Lydia sent you. Um, but listen, thank you very much. No I really problem. appreciate no it. Um, that was a great chat. Was it okay? Enjoy yeah. yourselves. Enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. We'll be back.
be back um, yeah and I'm looking forward to watching the Mighty Celts oh, let me know I'll <laughs> give you a raving yeah. review right <laughs> uh, Tyrone McKenna and Tyrone McCullough for the first exchange